Before starting this podcast, we invite you to get a copy of our book, 31 Days to Purchasing and Renting Your First Investment Real Estate Property. You can find it on Amazon or any other major book-selling platform. It has a unique book cover illustrating 31 doors to 31 days of your investment real estate journey. The book was written for you as a first-time investment real estate investor. What you can accomplish in 31 days will challenge and amaze you, and the return on your efforts will pay you dividends for life. Welcome to the Be Influence Podcast, episode number 22. Jump! Hey guys, welcome back to the Be Influence Podcast. It's your host, Matthew Ankerstein, and in today's episode, guys, we have a good friend of mine named Rick Harris on the show, who is a real estate investor, but also he's also got his own real estate podcast coming out in September, which I've been helping him along through the process, and so I think you guys are really going to just enjoy this conversation with Rick and I um, and his journey thus far and how he got involved in real estate investing and uh, his upcoming book that he's going to be coming out with and a bunch of different things, so let's just dive into that conversation right now. So, Rick, I'd like to welcome you to the Be Influence podcast, the podcast where we bring on people that are business experts, successful entrepreneurs, and social influencers. You and I touched base a couple months ago. Can you give everyone a little bit of description of who you are, Rick? Sure. Uh, thanks, Matthew, for having me on the show. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Uh, I guess, first and foremost, I'm definitely a family guy, and it ties into my uh, philosophy regarding investment real estate. So we'll talk a bit more about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually uh, currently I'm working as a investment real estate consultant. Uh, I'm an active investor, have been for quite a while now, uh, since 2002. Uh, I actually do some writing uh, on investment real estate for Rain Life, which is a uh, one of Canada's top real estate investment magazines. I'm currently working uh, and consulting with several several clients on purchasing investment real estate in Canmore and the Edmonton area. Also work with joint venture partners to manage uh, our portfolio. Also now I'm uh, currently working uh, with an editor on a investment real estate book entitled Vault to Investment Real Estate Success. Okay. And in the next couple of weeks, I hope to uh, yeah. launch. Uh, Brand new website, podcast, and blog that'll all tie into uh, getting my book to market. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. So you're you're an investor in real estate properties. You work as a consultant and everything. What kind of real estate are you investing in, Rick? Is it apartments, condos, single family homes? Is it vacation properties? What exactly are you looking to invest into? Great, uh, great question. <laughs> I focus generally on three types of properties, primarily apartment condos, single family homes, uh, okay. generally 
bungalows with rental units that can be uh, converted in the basement. And also vacation rentals have, have a, some property uh, in um, Canmore and have it actively uh, marketed in that area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then, like, how did you get started in real estate investments? You said you got started in 2002, around there? Yes, absolutely. We actually, I guess I can take a one step back. We, we actually started a little, uh, just a few years before that and um, had my daughter who was looking to, uh, to move out of the house and she uh, wanted to get started in buying her own home, but didn't, didn't quite have the funds for the full down payment. So we, uh, we actually talked to her and uh, we actually purchased a piece of property in partnership with her and it, and it really jump started her real estate portfolio and actually uh, a few years later, uh, she wanted to, to upgrade. So we sold that property. She bought a beautiful uh, white picket fence, two-story double attached garage home. And my wife and I uh, took our proceeds from the sale mm. and purchased a couple of, couple of properties that uh, that really jump-started our investment portfolio. So, Rick, you know, I hear a lot of times online and like through other real estate people that I watch on YouTube and a lot of different personas, and I want to debunk a myth here. Can you get started in real estate with absolutely no money? You sure can, actually. And a lot a lot of times, you know, it's uh, interesting what people have to, have to really uh, say about that, because what you see is what what comes in over the border from the United States and they make it seem so easy. To be honest with you, Matthew, that's we have bought property with no money down. It came from a couple of different areas and it wasn't as simple as they make it seem on television. One of the ways, first of all, you need to look at it in kind of two areas. One is residential. So your residential property that you're going to purchase. And then you need to look at it from an, an investment real estate t- standpoint. So when you look at it, first of all, from a residential property standpoint, you know, I have to tell you, when we bought our first home, our, our total outlay of cash out of our pocket, $180. And that b- bought us a brand new home. Uh, it was a four-level split. We picked all the paint colors and everything, and and eight years later, we sold that home for almost double what we paid for it. So think about that for a second when it when it comes to the return on our initial investment of one hundred and eighty dollars. Now, your, your your folks are probably wondering, well, how did the heck did they do that? Well, the neat thing is we were first time home buyers, and this is where people need to do their homework. And part of that is is they need to look at the different levels of government, whether it's uh, municipal. A provincial or state, federal, they they generally have grants that are available for first-time home buyers. And then, if you find the right mortgage broker or government agency lender, your your down payment ends up being very low. And because it ends up being very low, if you get any of these grants, you can virtually buy your first home, no money invested uh, or very little. And now, remember, this always comes at Generally, uh, you're paying higher interest rates or insurance premiums, but yeah. still, if you're not putting any money in, uh, definitely uh, it can help you out a lot. Now, from an investment real estate standpoint, again, the answer is yes. Um, I bought several properties into the property, and um, over the years, that's come because 
I've developed the knowledge and expertise in purchasing investment property. Uh, real estate through joint venture partnerships. What I'd be able to do is get uh, the do- joint venture partners to put up all the money for the down payment and the renovations. Okay. And we were given equity in these properties because of our uh, knowledge and expertise. I did all the work. I found yeah. the properties. I found the lenders. Yeah. I arranged all the trades to do the renovations, secured a property manager, and I provide a, a monthly financial statement and a yearly year-end statement for tax purposes. So you can see that in the beginning, when I first started, I thought when they said, you know, people will pay for your expertise in terms of equity into properties. At first, I thought I didn't think that was really possible, but I'm living proof that it is people do. Uh, you know, a lot of times people have a very demanding career. Okay. They have the, the they they have the resources in terms of the work for all in terms of money, but they just don't have the time, and okay. they and they want to get into into the game, and and they're prepared to give up part of their equity for you to find them the right property. And then don't you say, Rick, that like all you need is four doors? You talk a lot about this idea of just having four doors. I do, and um, I always look at the and again, it it all depends on where you're headed in life but i'll give you a prime example in uh in canada only four percent of canadians own investment real estate i don't know if you knew that four and only four percent and actually in the united states and australia it's it the number's closer to eight percent but still whether it's you know canada the u.s australia still a relatively small number when you look at it yeah and and in canada here's the amazing part Matthew, is that of that 4%, less than half of that 4% actually own more than three doors. So so you can see that even people who are investing, a a lot of them don't have very many properties. Now, the the reason I I I talk about four doors as part of my strategy is I really believe that with four doors, and remember, over time, you have those properties paid off. They can definitely generate substantial cash flow for you in the future, and you don't give up any equity. You've got all your equity still in your home. You've got these four properties paid off, so you've got monthly income, and you still have the the equity. And you know the nice thing about that is that you can utilize it in the future for you know whatever comes along and later in life. So then Rick, a good question for you would be is like, how does someone get started in real estate investing? And like, how does one person decide like what deals right for them? Great question. The, you know, the, the answer is simple. As long as you don't play with the numbers. What I, uh, what I mean by that is you may have heard the saying figures don't lie, but liars figure. And what I, what I'm trying to get at is you need to do a simple profit and loss projection sheet for the deal that you're working on. And that's that's critical, very, very important. And that's one of the things that when I launch my website, I'm, I'm going to have uh, a link to how to do a profit and loss projection sheet on each property that you may be looking at. The neat thing about it, what you need to do is find out what's the current rents for the type of property that you're going to purchase and rent out. And uh, you can go to different websites and get this information. One of my favorites, and if anyone's uh, serious about looking to purchase a property, all you have to do is go to a website called 
padmapper.com. Padandoffer.com? Pad, P-A-D, mapper.com. And Padmapper is just an awesome website because what what it does is it actually, you can drill it down by the exact location of the property you're looking to purchase. What it will do is it'll give you rents of similar properties within that area. Oh, and okay. so it makes your life easier because then you then you have a, a real number or as a real a number as you're going to get yeah. uh, to project your monthly revenue. And then you can put together your own expense budget. And the, the other thing is generally I, I, I suggest you work with a realtor. And, and when you work with a realtor, they should be able to get you access to just about every expense number that you need so that you can fill out a profit and loss projection sheet. And on top of that, then what you've got to remember is you need to include your mortgage principal and interest. And when I say, when I said to you earlier, you know, make sure you don't fudge the numbers. You need to make sure that you have a couple of uh, contingency items on your profit and loss projection sheet. So you really need to make sure that you, you know, there is going to be some repairs and maintenance yeah. uh, that goes on. You need to, you need to put that on the, on your sheet uh, and project it out. And then you always also have to project out that you, you're going to, at some point have some vacancy. So you need mm. to work that into your plan too. Yeah. And if you do, I mean, it really, you know, how do you choose the right deal? Well, you can actually work the numbers out. Uh, of course, you have to decide what type of property it is that you want to purchase. Yep. And that's one, one of the things that I'm going to, that I want to guide people in. And I do guide people in is to find out what kind of property is right for them. And then once we do that, then we can easily go in, see what the, the properties are selling for, and then do a profit and uh, loss projection sheet to see if it makes sense, see if the, uh, if the deal is right for you. I, well, to me, what, what's important is you, you want to look at three things when you're putting this all together. First, the, the property should have a positive cash flow, including a contingency budget line for repairs and maintenance and vacancy. Second, you know, you're, go- you're going to have your monthly mortgage pay down. And the third thing that you uh, should be looking at, and a realtor can give you access to this information or you can do the research yourself, but make, make sure you understand the values of the properties in the area that you're purchasing in. And yeah. then understand, are they, have they had modest to good value growth over the last three to five years? Mm-hmm. So, okay. you know, if there's a trend um, and, and there's a solid trend, you know, if they're going up two or three percent, then you can factor that into your equity appreciation. So let's let's take an example, a real life example. Let's say you bought a, a property uh, for two hundred thousand dollars, okay. and I, I'm just using it to, for simple in simple terms. Yep. Uh, c- uh, currently, the conventional mortgages are twenty percent down. So okay. that means you need to put forty thousand dollars down on a two hundred thousand dollar property and right now uh you can you can easily get a mortgage at um so that that would leave you a mortgage balance of a hundred and sixty thousand and you can go and get a mortgage for a five-year closed term 25-year amortization at 2.99 percent and that's posted right now you can probably do a little better but let's say you, you get that then 
just remember, um, of course, you've got principal pay down in the first year. So in the first year, what do you think your principal pay down would be, Matthew, if your payments were around, they'd just be shy of $800 a month. If your payments were $800 a month? Around $800 a month would be what your payments would be. So that what do you be, what, what, what do you think seven, your principal pay down would be in the first year? So you're putting down seventy. So what, just to recorrect you, Rick, you're saying you're paying seventy two hundred dollars a year for the place with, with like with oh tax sorry. And so your so your mortgage payment is about eight hundred dollars a month, ninety six hundred dollars okay. that the first year, right? Yeah. Actually, it's going to be ninety six hundred dollars for five years because you yeah. signed a five year term. So in your first year, what do you think your I'll tell you the answer, but just take a guess. Uh, of that $9,600, how much of that has gone to your principal pay down? Oh, I'd probably say a sliver of it. It's probably so it's actually $4,000, just, okay. just over $4,000. So, of course, the bank gets $5,600 and you get, you get $4,000. But let's put that in perspective, right? So, you on that, your initial investment was $40,000. Your return um, on principal to pay down the first year was just over 4000 So you're getting an annual return that year of about 10%, right, on your original yeah. investment yeah. of 40000 Okay, yeah. And so at the end of a five-year term, if you look at what, you, what you're going to pay down against your original uh, mortgage, the pay down would be just over $23,000 against your investment of 40000 hmm. So you're looking at a return of over 58% on, on, in, that, in five years. I always challenge people because I'm not sure if you're watching BNN this morning or uh, if you watch any of the business uh, programs. Bit, and bit. they were talking about how one of, the, one of Canada's major banks, I won't say who, was, was bragging that they were off a great deal for, for your money agreed to give them your money for a year, at the end of one year, they would give you 1.95% return on your money. Okay. So I, I always try and get people to put that in perspective. So, mm -hmm. you know, just have a look at what most major lend lending or savings institutes are offering you as interest rates on a savings account. Yeah. And that. correct. Correct. And that's, that's where, and you know what, think about this for a second too. And that, and I always tell people, you get the icing, you get the candles. If you can get positive cash flow, and it doesn't have to be huge, but you get some positive cash flow and you get some equity appreciation. Now, remember, you can't go and spend equity appreciation, but at the end of the day, if you, if you hung onto the property for five years yeah. and you had had it paying, you know, equity appreciation of 2% compounded each year for five years, you know, figure out that number and then figure out if you were taking in even $50 a month of additional cash flow after all expenses, that's $600 a year times yeah. five years, you know, so that's all I'm saying is you start adding those realistic numbers to your return and it, it starts even getting larger. So what you're saying is, Rick, understand where you sit currently financially, understand um, what the market is doing, research lots of different properties, find a property that meets your investment strategy, whether it's a townhome, if it's a single family home, or if it's a condo, apartment, whatever the case is, 
find out what the cost of it's going to be, what's the cost of acquisition, what's going to be your mortgage payments every single month, or what's going to be the payments every single month to keep that place, what's the kind of inflow that's coming in, and what's all the other expenses, whether it's building maintenance, uh, floor maintenance, or whatever the case may be. And then finally, you're also saying the idea of when you're doing that plan itself, always plan that, you know, that place, that piece of property that you might now own might not be rented for a couple months or whatever the case may be. So always put that into a budget. Yeah. So a contingency is critical. And and listen, Matthew, if you don't spend that money, okay, let's, let's say you budgeted and you left the money in the bank account. So you've got your monthly, monthly uh, rent check coming in and you've, and you've put a hundred dollars a month away for vacancy and for repairs and maintenance and, and let's say at the end of the year yeah that money you you didn't spend it right okay the yeah. beautiful thing about that think about this for a second is that i mean ultimately something's going to happen and you have to build for that but you've gone through your first year now you're now you're taking in revenue the next year right mm-hmm. so now you're into your second year yeah. you could actually I'd, I'd always recommend taking half of that money. So let's say it's a hundred dollars a month and now you've got 1200 bucks, take half of it, drop it as a, as a lump sum payment against your mortgage. Okay. Right. And -hmm. take the other half and leave it in your contingency fund. So it'll build again. And you do that year after year, uh, you know, think about that for a moment, the power of $600 added to the principal pay down it's significant at the end of five years yeah it adds up that's for sure it it does it does so rick you have a podcast coming out dealing with real estate can you tell everybody about it sure thank you for asking so yeah my intention is my goal originally was to write a book and and share my passion and and look at as look at the book as a way of paying forward on how investment real estate has been good to myself and my family and how investment real estate can help everyone build a like a strong financial foundation unlock sustainable wealth and create a living legacy and you know that to me is what i would like to share through my podcast mm-hmm. and it was interesting when i was work, working with my publisher he said you know rick in today's world if you don't have strong social media presence, then there'll be little interest or no interest in publishing your book. And so the publishers of today are looking for you to uh, to definitely be engaged in the social media world and, and have, you know, everybody's got either friends through Facebook or LinkedIn, you have contacts or Twitter, you have followers, mm-hmm. you know, it, it goes on and on. And, you know, those people are very important to helping you get the get your message out, and that's exactly what a publisher is looking for. And you know, the other thing is, I, I'm involved in a large community of investment real estate investors who are more than happy, and this is the neat thing: they're more than happy to share their investment real estate um, experiences. And I and I found uh, also that when I'm dealing with realtors and mortgage brokers and accountants and lawyers and other professionals who are engaged in investment real estate. They, you know what? They're also happy to come on and share their knowledge and, and expertise with the audience. So, yeah. you know, it, it, not 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 every one of those professionals are, is out there with their hand out all the time. 
uh, trying to take money out of your back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and you know, so my intention is by last week in September is to be fully have my uh, my website, my blog, and my podcast fully engaged and uh, and offering. Um, uh, investment real estate advice and uh, and and helping people uh, get started or you know people who have maybe had false start or people who who you know bought that first piece of investment real estate but they didn't get much guidance and now they're kind of um, you know they're caught between a rock and a hard place and they just don't know how to to jump start their investment portfolio you know to get it to get it to uh, to be more meaningful for them. Yeah, so someone to coach them along the process, understand the do's and don'ts, you know, kind of guide their hand, if you will, and make sure that they feel confident in themselves and their ability to deliver, right? Exactly, exactly. And you know what? My, my intention, of course, is to have um, a closed Facebook uh, group so that, you know, you can – People can enter it and um, and share what's going on in their investment real estate journey and 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 feel comfortable and secure that they're in a community of, of people that have the same interests as them because sometimes it's that's hard to find you know and so I'd like to be make sure people can you know can be in contact people that are of of a like mind. Oh, hundred percent. It's very important. I mean. Like think about like all the con- connections that you've made probably with your podcasting journey thus far and all the people that you've met through your real estate journey. And I bet you, you know, at one point in time when 2002 Rick was starting, you definitely wish that someone would have, you know, kind of coached and guide you through that process, even if it was a quick sit down every single month or whatever the case is, because it really, it helped you out a lot, right? So. Oh, there, there's no doubt about it. There's, you know, there's, there's le- there's always lessons to be learned and you know what what ends up happening uh, Matthew a lot of times and and what you have to look at is it comes back to what I talked to you about earlier is that 4% of Canadians own investment real estate think or or uh you know 8% in in Australia or the states think about this for a moment you know what that means is most bankers professionals you need in buying investment real estate, they have very little or no experience with investment real estate because they they never bought have bought any. And, and so I always so I always say to people, the first question you should always look at when you're going to buy an investment real estate property is first of all, ask your realtor, do they own any investment property? I think that would be a, a natural, but a lot of people don't think about that. I believe it's important. Uh, a realtor just who just focuses on, and don't get me wrong, it's it's fine if you if a realtor's focus just on residential real estate and that's their expertise, then find that type of realtor. But if you're going out to buy an investment property, you need to find a realtor who has who actually is engaged in investment real estate, and and I would take that even a step further. I would challenge you to talk. You should have a lawyer, an accountant, uh, a banker. Those people should also be real estate investors. And if they're not, how can they talk to you about the the significance of investment real estate? Yeah, it's ironic. So that's, that that, that's just ironic. It's like practice what you preach 101. Absolutely. And then, and then remember, people have to look at 
where they are in their stage of life too, right? Because so, and even in someone, a realtor who is, who has investment property should be looking at your circumstances because someone who's single and has no attachment to anything, their options for the type of real estate that they can purchase, including if they're a first time uh, purchaser, is quite a bit different than someone who has worked for 30 years and built up a, you know, whether they have no mortgage on their, their principal mm-hmm. residence, they have significant uh, savings, all of that. Think about that for a moment. There is so many different stages that people are in in their lives. And that needs to be taken into consideration. Totally agree with you, man. Totally agree with you. It's practice what you preach, understand where you're currently, develop strategies that are going to help you get to your future goal, and then find a piece of property or investment strategy that's going to meet those needs exactly. And uh, I'm really like, I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to the podcast and everything, Rick. I think you're going to do exceptionally well with it and your book that's going to be coming out in the near future. And uh, you're totally right. Like this journey itself that you've gone on, like kudos to you for man, like just kudos to you. So I'd like to really congratulate that for you. So Rick, like that for, every guy, for everybody that comes on the podcast, we always like to ask the same question, you know, just like if you were to give someone three tips when starting a business, what would you tell them based on your experience? And to me, whatever stage you are in life, the thing is challenge yourself to learn every day. You know, and as you acquire the knowledge, what you need to do is fuel it with by taking action. And you know what? There is no better teacher than doing. And and uh, Matthew, you and I have talked about this. Uh, we know each other through podcasting development. And, I, and yeah. I, I've said to you, I've said, you know what, Matthew, the thing, the difference between you and me right now when it comes to podcasting is you're doing. Uh, you've got over 20 episodes already and you're doing. And that's what I'm saying. To people there's no better teacher than doing and you just need to start and you know what you can read all the books and i've read them all you can listen to all the programs on tapes you can go to all the seminars in the world but i'll tell you what happened when we bought our first investment property it made all the difference and you know what within a couple of months of buying our first investment property we ended up buying our second wow. uh, property and mm-hmm. So, you know, the thing is, the first one is always the hardest, but, uh, you know, the, the formula is simple. Just do it and learn. And, um, and so that'd be my first nugget of, of advice. Uh, then, you know, what you need to understand is that life is, is a progression. And so you're going to always start off with a base and everybody's base is different. Now, I'll give you a prime example. I, uh, I just finished running the Edmonton half marathon Yeah, and uh, that I, and I've now competed in over 30 half marathons. Well, I have to tell you the most I ever ran before I started training was five, five K. And until I started my half marathon training, five K was my base. That, that was as far as I had run. That's mm-hmm. as, you know, that, that was my base. I started a training program. Just, you know what, and guess what part of the training program when you're running is putting one foot in front of the other, right? Yeah. And uh, and that's what you need to do when you're doing anything in life. You need to put one foot in front of the other and go. And it took me 18 weeks of training, but I went from a base of a 5K runner to where my base was. I was a 21.1K runner. And wow. I mean, I couldn't have done that in one week, right? Or I couldn't have done it without any 
training. So all I'm saying is that it was 18 weeks of progression. It took me 18 weeks to get from a 5K runner to a 21.1 or a half marathon runner. And that's what I'm saying with, with your people. Know your base, know what your end goal is. And then do something every day that moves you in the direction of what you're trying to achieve. And the last thing I'd like to offer, and you talked about it earlier, and it's find community. Whatever your business interest is, there's a community or communities that you can join. So you know what? Get around like-minded people who are motivational, inspirational, supportive. And, And you know what? That's why I joined uh, the running room and, and, and took my training there because you know what I did? I got myself around, uh, like-minded people, a running community. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, I ended up running some of the best times I've ever run in my life. And that was very similar to buying properties. No money into the properties is I got around people in my real estate investment community who said, Look at once you once you get the knowledge and the expertise, there will be people who will want to reward your services. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. And and so that's what I'm offering to your audience. Love it, dude. Absolutely love it. You know, Rick, I think it's a really inspirational story. Um, I love all the tips. So essentially challenge yourself every single day, you know, fuel it every single day by taking action and start by starting, I think is a big thing there. Know your Absolutely. base. Know what your end goals are and then do something every single day to get you towards your end goals. And then I love the third point that you pointed out. Get around like-minded individual because if you can get around like-minded individuals, you can collaborate, do work with one another, and they'll really push and motivate you to move farther and hit your end goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it, Rick. So, Rick, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Um, for anybody that's looking to get a hold of you in regards to your book, um, wants to sit down and talk with you about real estate, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? Oh, great. Uh, th- and thanks for asking, Matthew. They yeah. can get a hold of me by email at wrickh at vault2success.com. They can also go to my LinkedIn profile, which is linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash w rick harris okay or they can go to raincanada.com and look under the tab that says events and products scroll down to rain coaching and then they can go and browse coaches they'll find the more than my profile they'll find other uh, <laughs> other coach uh, co- real estate investment coaches in there also and and if you don't think that my profile quite fits uh with you, I'd encourage you to use any one of the coaches that you'll find in there. And lastly, and you know what, this is one of those where uh, the rubber meets the road and, and kind of walking your talk. You can go to homeaway.com. You can view our property in Canmore and just put in the number, number uh, s- symbol 3817784. And then from there, you'll be able to see dates that you can rent. And also, and I always say to people, look at, don't believe uh, everything that I'm telling you. Just go to the reviews uh, on our property in Canmore and have a look. You'll find that uh, we have over 50 reviews uh, that are mostly five star. And that really will give you a sense of of who I am and, and am I the right person that you should be working with. 
Yeah, 100%, Rick. Well, thank you very much for being on the podcast and everything today. I will leave um, all that information in the show notes on the podcast itself, and then I'll also leave a little bit of it in the contact section on the website. So if anybody wants to click the link to go check out your property and everything, they can do that through such. So thanks again, Rick, for being on the podcast today, bud. Matthew, my pleasure. Continued success. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also go to BeInfluence.com where you can sign up for our newsletter. And on the website as well, you'll also find different sources where you can follow us via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and my personal Snapchat. Thanks a lot guys for listening today and I'll see you guys next time.